The manager uh, of the Yankees is uh, Aaron Boone, although I think now he's uh, got a medical license uh, after a couple of <laughs> days of this stuff. Uh, uh, Aaron, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How you doing, Mike? I've never seen any, and I, I'm not an excuse guy, but I've never seen a team have that happen that fast in my life. I've never seen, I mean, that was just freakish. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been um, been a little crazy here, obviously. Um, started a little bit in spring training, obviously, with a few guys. Um, you know, I kind of look at the bright side of things and that most all of these injuries, and, and I say that with the hope on, on Andujar, um, is we do feel like they're, you know, shorter-term things, so we're going to be getting the cavalry back slowly, but surely we feel like over this next month, um, and so, you know, inevitably you're going to be dealt these these bits of adversity in the season. Ours happen to come a little bit early. Um, it, it creates some opportunities for guys, guys that are going to have to contribute at different parts of the season. So, um, you know, you try and look at it and make the most out of it. And the bottom line is we still have a group that's capable of going out there and winning games right now. You know, you pitched okay in those Tiger games. Yep. You know, the games were in the back of your pen where you figured you're going to win those games nine times out of ten, and both times you didn't win the game. Yeah, you know, I, I really feel like, um, you know, you know, for some of the adversity, for some of the injuries, a lot of, you know, we, we're seeing enough really good things happening that um, are encouraging, you know, or, or feel like our bullpen is, I feel like they've gotten off to a pretty good start as far as how they're throwing the ball. Um, you know, we haven't gotten that big hit in, in a lot of games, although hopefully yesterday was kind of a breakthrough there where we not only got some big hits with runners in scoring position when we needed them, but we got the long ball when, when runners were out there, obviously. So, um, you know, I still feel really good about things, even even on the short term here, as as we kind of navigate these injuries. Well, Torres, nice to see him, you know, because he has just so much ability uh, and can be so good. I mean, it's he can. It, there's nothing he does that it would surprise me. I mean, that's how talented I think he is. I mean, he's that he's a freakish player. I think he, uh, you know, I just think with it's the tip of the iceberg with him. So if he has games like that, nothing nothing he does surprises me. Yeah, I agree. And and I think he's he's one of those guys that's driven too. Like he he wants to be great at at this game and um I think he he really took his off-season training and getting his body in really good shape and and working on some of the things that he's wanted to work on that we've challenged him with. He's uh he he really takes it to heart because he wants to be he wants to be one of the great ones in this game and he's off to a really good start in his career obviously. Right now are you going to leave him at short every day with the Tulo thing the way it is? Just let him play short and let Wade play second and just leave it at that? And if you want to make a change at second uh, or third with LeMayo, because I figure LeMayo's going to be playing third anyway. So uh, if that's the case, you're just going to leave Glaber alone, alone at shortstop? Yeah, Glaber will get the bulk of it at shortstop. Okay. Really the only time now, you know, until Tulo's back or, you know, we did right. something else. Right. Um, he would play short, and then if if I needed to give Glaber a day off at some point, it would be Wade that would go play short. But uh, with obviously Lemayhew, the ability to move around a little bit, right? And unless Andohar comes back, and that doesn't look like it's going to happen real soon anyway, Lemayhew's going to be playing third base anyway. Yes, so it looks like DJ is going to get a lot of reps. Obviously, third. I still think there's 
some things that could happen that could move him back to second. Though. Okay. So, okay. And then, so if somebody and then else is Miggy, at third, you'd play LeMayu at second is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And, and with, and with Miggy too, right. Um, I, I actually think there's, there's optimism that it could be on the shorter side. Okay. Yeah. Because, well, if you get lucky with he, that, yes. Oh, okay. If he's able to come back, we, we feel like it might be something on the shorter side. The big, you know, the question with him is it could be a very long term thing or, or short term. So we'll just have to, we'll, we'll have a better grip of that, I think, over the next week. And do you feel hamstrung in the outfield right now? Uh, or do you feel you have enough bodies to make it work? Do you, you don't want to stress Gardner and play him every day, but uh, do you feel right. you have enough to give a, Gardner a day off when he needs one? I do, because, you know, obviously we haven't seen a lot yet, nor, you know, nor our fans have, have seen Talkman a lot, but he's right. a guy that, you know, we've we've kind of targeted for the better part of a year. We feel like there's a good player in there. So you think there's a player there with him? You don't think he's just an extra guy? You think he's someone who correct. can help? Okay, especially okay. as that fourth outfielder, where okay. you can kind of play the matchups with him and Frazier and giving Guardy a day off here and there. So uh, we feel like we do have something there. We've already really liked what he's brought defensively, um, but we think there's something in the bat there too. So he's going to get some opportunities here, and then. You know, hopefully, slowly but surely, over the next month, we'll start to get our guys back. You know, but I also think you get hit with a lot of silly stuff because, I mean, people are asking, oh, is this guy adjusting? The guy's one for 10. Wait a second, one for right. 10? What the heck is one for 10? I mean, come on now. I mean, you know, guys are going to go one for 10 all the time. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. And then Void hits a three run home and everyone says, oh, good, he's back. He's not back. It's one for 10. It's one for 15. I mean, come on, that's baseball. Well, it's nice to nice to hear a little perspective from you there. I mean, it's <laughs> like, but it's crazy I, when you're talking you know, about 15 at bats. Well, you know what though, it's and and I think we're all guilty of it to some degree. Even myself, you know, because early in the season, it's and it's the thing I talk about even before we get into the first game is it's all you have to go on and guys wanting to get off to a good start and want to, you know you've really got to try and rein that in and control it and. Um, and and not get so obsessed with, you know, especially as a hitter with results. You know, I'm going to go out. I got to get some hits today and get off to a good start. When we really try and focus on with these guys is, hey, go out and have good at bats, and because of your talent, the results will follow. Because you start chasing results in in such a small sample size in the game of baseball, you drive yourself crazy. Well, I think there's a couple of examples where it is important, and that is. If you're a young guy and you haven't done it yet, or if you're an old guy trying to prove you can still do it, then, you, then you're then you going to press. So if you're mm-hmm. a guy who doesn't have to worry, look at the lineup card. If you're a judge, if you're Torres, if you're any of the guys in the middle of the order, you don't have to think about it. So, But if you are, you know, people were worried about Gaudi as he's still going to hit. I never worried about Gaudi myself, but uh, the bottom line is, like, wait, I don't... Wade's never proven to me if he could hit. Mm-hmm. So if he goes zero for twenty, I, I'd be concerned. So I mean, I, I think it depends on the guy. Well, and there's and, and don't get me wrong. I think there's a, there's tremendous value in in a guy getting off to a nice start too. Especially you know, for example, you know Adam Adovino for him coming over right. here, kind of coming a homecoming to the team he grew up watching and kind of always wanting to play for. For him to come here and kind of get off to a good start. I think that's important. I think that's a big deal. I think that can that can snowball a little bit. And I think when guys do get off to good starts, uh, you know, it just helps guys get into the rhythm and the routine and the grind of the season much more much earlier as opposed to, you know, fighting to try and just dot the scoreboard a little bit early in the year. 
Uh, I thought Paxton did some good things yesterday because I thought he was going to get chased in the first inning. So, uh, and he didn't. So I thought that was a big positive. It, it was huge because there were a handful. There were three guys really we were trying to stay away from in the pen yesterday, especially rolling into the off day. And um, you know, we I, I got Tarpley up there in the first inning. Yep. That last hitter, I had to get him up because he was up over thirty pitches. Yep. We weren't going to let him. Certainly not going to let him get up in the upper thirties pitch wise. So Tarpley was was up with the idea that he was coming out. He was able to get out of that inning and uh, and really stepped it up. I, you know, I thought early on his stuff wasn't real good uh, in that first inning, and then he lost the strike zone for about two or three hitters there too. And and it did look like he was going to get chased, but he uh, he settled in and picked us up big time by getting. Uh, I think he got the two outs in the sixth there, and then we were able to piece it together. Tommy Canely came in and and uh, had a big outing for him because it was him there. It was him getting the ball to Britain, and he needed to he needed to step up for us. And you know, came out of the pen and struggled with that first hitter from a command standpoint, but settled in and, and then got the top of the order in his next inning. So that was really big for him. Talking with Aaron Boone, the Yankees have the day off to be back in action tomorrow night. Um... Is Chapman healthy? I mean, that's when I when he doesn't have velocity. I figure his legs are bothering him. Uh, maybe his his plant legs bothering him, something like that, because he does have knee problems. So, I mean, is he healthy right now, Chapman? Yeah, yeah, and I'm 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 really not sugarcoating it at all. Like he's he's good, and he's actually throwing the ball well. I, you know, he's been his his outing so far. He's been between ninety five and ninety nine. We had him touching a hundred in the game where he gave up the runs. Um, but I feel like the ball has, since the last outing of spring training where, you know, he was 92, 93, and everyone right. was, what's going on? And right. I just felt it was, I felt it was one of those veterans last spring training outing coming off a, uh, an outing where we had him go two innings just to build them up a little bit. Um, I feel like the ball is coming out well. I feel like he's throwing the ball well. Yeah, it's not that hundred hundred plus yet, but you know, I mean, then again, he is getting up there from a career standpoint. So you're not always going to be able to throw a hundred, hundred and two, hundred three miles an hour. The bottom line is he can be a dominant reliever still, still pitching in the high nineties, especially with his ability over the last year to really start to be able to rely on on what's a really good slider. What did you think about your kids when they took the ball? You know, uh, Loisaga, Herman, those guys. Yeah, Herman was really good. Um, you know, walked some guys. I think he walked five guys, which really isn't characteristic of him. But but his, I thought his stuff was really good. He was fairly pitch efficient for actually walking some guys. And, and I thought gave us a solid outing there to start. Um, Loisaga was, was good, you know held the runners held the runs down he only gave up one run in four innings but again you know he runs into those times where i don't know if it's he gets a little fatigued once he gets through a few innings and the pitches start to rise a little bit and and he loses command because i feel like he's a guy that um you know has has three big league pitches has three big league above average pitches that he actually does command but when he gets a little fatigued he starts nibbling a little bit and gets behind in the count, and and even though he gave up only one run, we had to get him out of there after four. But both guys, I thought, pitched um, obviously well enough to give us a chance to win those games. 
Uh, Sanchez, we see the power, uh, as is always expected to be there. Is this uh, anything to worry about? With Now, we know he's got a great arm. Is it just a bad habit that he's getting into here? I mean, it's almost like he's getting a little – I mean, I, I always think when a ball tails like that, when it slices like that, that maybe you're just not, you know, using, doing your footwork right or you're not, you know, stepping into the throw when you're going to have it slice like that. But he, he's had a couple of those this year. Yeah, he's, he's, he's had a few tough throws. One, one probably wasn't an error. It was actually a good throw that kicked off the – Glove no, it should have been caught. Should have been caught. Right. Yes, yes. But um, I think it's I think it's a case of where he gets a little rushed with his feet when he doesn't really have a a good uh, a good opportunity to throw a guy out. You Munson know, used think, to do that all the time. Munson had think, a habit of doing that and not well, and, with, and throwing it too quick all the time. Yeah. Well, the thing with Gary is he has so much confidence in his arm, and rightfully so. There's nobody throws better than him, and nobody has more confidence in it. Sometimes. You know, one of those, you know, where our pitcher was slow to the plate, so it wasn't a real good opportunity to throw a runner out. The ball's in the dirt, and he's going to he's gonna try and make the throw anyway in a situation where he should probably eat it. Well, I think he rushes his feet a little bit there and, and just and, and spikes the ball on him a little bit. But I'm, I don't really – it's one thing with Gary, the throwing part, I don't really worry about over the long term because I know how much confidence he has in that part of his game. And I know how well he does that part of the game just naturally. So I look at that as more of a little bit of an aberration here early where he's probably tried to make some throws that weren't there and, and, and rushed him a little bit. But I think, I think that'll continue to be a calling card for him, his his great arm. Did you have any problem with your team's approach to any of the games at home? Uh, the, you know, uh, there was the idea that maybe that you had uh, talked to a couple of the veterans that maybe you didn't think you liked your team's approach a couple of games at home. Was there anything to that or no? Well, look, we, you know, we preach – so much here, you know, control the strike zone. And, and, and I feel like that is something that we do by and large very well, you know, and um, you know, there's probably a couple games there where, and I think the game, what day are we on the, the day game, the, the last game against the Tigers, against the Tigers. Wednesday, Wednesday. Right. So that was that four o'clock start. And I do think Boyd being kind of, kind of with his delivery being kind of crossfire and being a day where the sun's out, where the shadows really did play a factor. Um, I think that contributed to us leaving the strike zone probably as much as we did. Now that's part of it. You know, I mean, you've got to be able to, you know, as best you can make some adjustments. He's so got I pretty thought, good stuff, that guy. You know that? Boy, no, no Yeah, question. he does. He I mean, either he's that or he's, really he's a little better than I thought he was because he's got a changeup and he's got a slider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely, he can be tough. And and I think you know the time of game and everything I think contributed. The shadows to, is a problem this early and late. There's no question, right? Yeah. But um, but yeah, but I think we've gotten a little bit for a couple games there. I felt like we left the strike zone more than we're accustomed to doing. Um, and and again, when I when so they're just getting at, themselves out is what you're saying. Yeah, when we yeah. look back at the end of the year, I think we'll look back and say that was something that we did really well as a group overall is, is controlling the strike zone. And, and if we do that again, like the results follow when we're, when we're swinging at pitches in the zone, um, you know, obviously we're pretty deadly. This team hears all the time. that I know it struck out 18 times that day. I understand it's a record. Mm-hmm. I know they struck out 65 times first six games, which is a lot. Everybody's striking out a lot all over baseball. 
Um, there's talk that everyone, you know, that all every team is wanting their players to be a little more conscious of this. Uh, is that something you want your team to be more conscious of, or you just want them to play the way they've always played? Yeah, we have we 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 have talked about being more conscious of that because there's there's great value in, in having the ability to, you know, put the ball in play, especially in certain situations. Um, but you know, the one thing that that's gotten tough tough in that regard is. You know, the, on the run prevention side, the pitching and and matching up guys' strengths and weaknesses and stuff has gotten really good at um, pitching to to different holes that hitters have. So I think that's a big reason, and and the massive velocity and the and the change of pitchers and everything. Um, I think that's one of the reasons you continue to see um, strikeouts rise year year in and year out. Everybody's got power pitches. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest. You, if you go in a pen, you know everybody's going to come in. The guy, everybody's throwing ninety-five miles an hour. I mean, it yep. really. It, it, you see it. Look at every game. I mean, the strikeout numbers are. It's not. I mean, the Yankees are big swingers. We understand that. You got power hitters, but you look at a lot of these games. The tr- strikeout numbers are overwhelming. They really are. Yep, there's no doubt. I mean, but, and, and, but and, it is something I mean, that we want to be. You know, we we want to be better at. We want to you know continue to improve. We, you know, we're one of the best offenses in the game last year. We want to get better, you know, and, and one of those ways is is by being able to put the ball in play with a little more frequency. Does that go for a guy that you don't worry about, like Judge, too, or do you understand that he's just going to strike out a lot? Well, I, I think I think a lot of our guys are, you know, going to strike out, it's, but, right. it's, but it's not just accepting that we're going to, you know, punch, punch, you know, it's, right. it's not having that attitude. It's an idea that we're going to continue to work really hard at getting better at our craft and becoming more complete hitters. With that comes strikeouts, obviously, but it is something that, you know, hopefully we can we can improve a little bit all the time with each of our guys, and, and that's where you see the biggest gains. Um, Hicks. Uh, did you get good inf- good news on Hicks? Is there any? Is he at least on the track now to come back? Is that what what, what I saw today? Yeah. So I haven't got his report today, um, but he started baseball stuff yesterday. So he was he was on the bike, on the treadmill, doing rotational swing stuff in the training room. Went out and threw and played catch for the first time. Um, so. Hopefully now he'll start to move as he, you know, eventually gets here on, you know, key work and toss, and then it can start to go a little bit faster. The biggest thing then for him will be getting into games because obviously missing a lot of spring training, he's going to have to get game reps. And uh, so hopefully we're we're starting to move in that direction with him having started baseball activities yesterday. What's the hardest part of having like seven of your top 28 guys out at, at the same time? Oh, man. I mean, you, I mean, you were missing five. You were missing five out of your top nine regulars uh, the other right. day. I mean, five, that's a lot. Five out of your nine guys, and Ed throwing two or three pitches. That's a lot of guys. Well, I, I think I think you you realize how good of players they are when when they're missing. You know, sometimes you. I don't want to. Hopefully, I never. We never take them for granted for what they're doing. Right. And just how good of players they are, but certainly when they're out, you realize, man, what a difference they they make. You know, to the lineup, to the staff, to the rotation, whatever. When they're when they are taking their turns or when they're in the lineup. Did you guys have a meeting and say maybe we got to rethink what we did in spring training this year, or, or is this just freakish? Um, no, I think 
I, I do think it's freakish. You know, I think some of these things, um, you know, where guys were a little behind the eight ball when they came in or not behind the eight ball, but, you know, didn't necessarily all happen in spring. You know, hopefully we're always evaluating, and I think that we are, uh, aggressively what we do, our approach, are we doing all the right things that, you know, allow our, our players to, to remain healthy and to be able to post in the best possible way. These are things we invest heavily in. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're co- constantly always trying to prove there's, there's some things that, you know, you're not going to be able to avoid. There's, there's the things that are a little bit freakish, which, which I think this is one of those cases, but, um, hopefully, you know, we, we still need to continue to evaluate these things. The hardest guy to spot in this lineup for me every day is, is Torres. Uh, he's the one guy I always wonder where you're going to hit him that, and he, because, I, because he is so talented. And I'd like to see Judge and Torres hit together. Uh, any thought about that at all or no? Um, not yet. I mean, I, I do think there's, there's a chance at some point you could see that, though, because I, I envision – I envision Glaber as one of those guys that I could see hitting just about every spot in our order at different times. When he grows depending. up, where do you think he's going to be? A three hitter? When he grows up, I think he hits in the middle. Okay. So you know whether that's three, four, well, five. You, you guys I, I use two now more. You guys like to use two now with the way you used to use three. So you kind of use yeah. two as your guy yeah. now. You know. I, yeah, I like I like to not mess with Judge. I like Judge in that two two slot and uh, and then build around that. Well, most guys seem to put their best hitter in the two spot now. It's it's become pretty much rote now. You know, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the it used to be three, so now it's two. So uh, it's pretty much become the way it is. But you know, I I just think he's he's destined for that middle of the lineup. You know, I agree. All right, agree hey, you. thanks for all the information. Appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, you hopefully bet. nobody goes down in the next uh, forty eight hours. You know. Yeah. Right. Hope. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk to you next week about it. Hopefully thanks. we're talking about some guys on their way back. All right, thanks. thanks. All right, Aaron Boone. Uh, there you go. The Yanks have a day off. He, I mean, it really was freakish. You know, they went down like one after another, after another, after another. And you're talking about middle of the order guys. I mean, you're talking about, you know, here goes Stanton, here goes Andahar. And it's not excuses. Listen, the Yankees, they look like bums against the Tigers. I mean, they were swinging at pitchers that were in the dirt three feet outside. He's right. There's no question. It looked awful. And let's be honest. They're in, a, they're in games that are tied. You're figuring, out oh, the Yankee bullpen's going to hold them and the Yankees going to scratch a run along. And then Chapman gives up a couple of runs and, uh, you know, and uh, Green gives up a home run and, uh, you know, you lose the game. You know, as far as Boyd, I was thinking, man, this is a guy you got to keep an eye on. This guy was striking at everybody right and left, and he had a nasty slider. I mean, he had a couple of sliders and he had a, you know, a changeup. Uh, and I understand it was, you know, one of those days, but he did strike out 13 guys. It was pretty uh, interesting. I mean, for a guy that you don't really talk about very much, back after this.